0: This is a Trail Smoke Eaters podcast. The Smoke Eaters from Trail, British Columbia, have a battering style of play. Now, I'm Ben Phillips, joined here with Rob Squires. Public huge save by Logan Oh, He has a goal. Cody Chibon! and he only puts Hello, and welcome back to tonight's episode of Churny's Corner. Your- Welcome to The Smoke Show, with your hosts, Ben Phillips and Rob Squires. Welcome back to episode 9 of The Smoke Show podcast. Ben Phillips here, happily joined by, alongside uh, Rob Squires, and I say happily loosely. I'm just, (laughs) we're going to start the podcast off that way, I guess, I, I thought of it, and I just like, uh, you know what, let's just throw that one in there. Anyways, it's episode nine of the Smoke Show podcast. Hopefully you didn't just cringe at that awful joke and to- turn us off, and you're still here for our highlights, uh, analysis, player interview. We've got a player interview this week, as Jordan Hendry will join us here later in the podcast. Uh, but Rob, we got to talk about a, a pretty big win on Saturday night, 4-2 the smoke eaters team as we'll discuss uh, as this podcast uh, this episode of the podcast goes on is continuing to evolve uh mesh well together and and grow as a as a new unit Uh,
1: for sure and you know before we get right into it you know let's just say i'm not sitting right beside you so the pleasure is all mine ben (laughs) thanks for that um but uh yeah a huge game three uh for the for the smoke eaters um you know a big 4-2 victory over the bucks and what was a really good entertaining game um, hopefully those that were able to uh watch it and hear us was uh, enjoying that uh, that game <laughs> as there were some technical difficulties but um overall i think it, it was it was good it was um you know a game where we again we saw some different players some different lineup op- uh, uh changes and the team continued developed. Uh, I I was really happy with a number of the guys ga- game uh, on the uh, on the weekend. Um Ternes played well. I I I think it was it's it's a good step in the right direction for this team um with a couple of power play goals and some just good all around uh, effort in that game and and really kind of showed that they were able to come back against uh, against the Bucks here in a, in a way that uh, you know we hadn't yet seen from this team um and, and putting up some goals ever since that first game, which was a bit of an anomaly when it was a seven-goal game there. So,
0: I think, and uh, you know, talking, you know, obviously we had, you know, everyone listening in on or watching on Hockey TV, listening on Mixer, and then obviously, as you mentioned, there's some technical issues uh, with Shaw, and eventually everyone got us for the for the back half of the second period and then the third period as well, so uh, it was kind of cool, you know, for that extra element, extra, you know, uh, viewership there for, for those who got to watch us on Shaw once it got all figured out. And hopefully you guys all enjoyed the game. Um, yeah, I, you talk about a lot of things there. Uh, a lot of, again, good performances, um, 4-2 win. They're, you know, now got a 2-1 lead in the Kootenai Cup. And now they go to Cranbrook for, for five, four straight um, in Cranbrook to kind of finish off this Kootenai Cup. And they will be, I think... It'll be a good thing for both teams to get a, a different change of scenery, uh, for the smoke eaters to you know get out of their own building. It's a, you know it's playing playing on the road, having a, a road day game day is very different than having a home day game day, where you can you know leave your your billet house or wherever you're at, you know at at four four thirty and and come to the rink and, and start getting ready. Whereas when you're on the road, you're you're on the bus at at four thirty, rolling up to the rink at five. So it'll be a little bit different. Uh, before we talk any more on that, we'll take you through how the 4-2 win on Saturday night sounded for those who tuned in on Hockey TV or on Mixler. Center ice, Ditcher tips it in, Hunter goes in after it. Brady Hunter turns at the goal line, throws it out front, there's an opportunity, sharp finish, has to score. <laughs> Jacob Smith, the man who gets the goal, sneaks line and it's one on these smoke eaters. Regardless of the missed opportunity, there good work by Brady Hunter to get that puck down low and kill some more time. Here's a pass to the here's Dalek, takes the shot, scores! Dean Dowick with three seconds left on the power play he beats Logan Turness, and it's a 1-1 hockey game. It's Logan Turness, Hendry, trying to make a move. Lost the puck here from the rush. here's Gilbar trying to bust towards the net. Chance Turness to see, loose puck in front, they score! At the blue line, Reuters set it up here as they go to the able classic power play. Ross back to Shimon, Shimon left side. Sweeney takes that one, loose puck scores. Side of the net, no Wakeford on the power play. And it's 2-2. to Defoe, brings the puck in. Defoe his back for Sweeney's block. Shimon holds the line, moving to the middle. Shimon takes a shot, and a good block there by Reid. Now back towards the front of the net. Shimon shot goes wide. Last second, Sweeney towards the net, loose puck. Aries going in. Puck is in. zone. Hunter finds the puck. Hunter front. Tanton, run, gets rebound. It's in. Cody Shavon's the one who banks it in, and the Smoke double their lead. It's four two. So Robbie, let's talk on uh, one thing that we've talked a lot about is the defense and how they continue to to grow um, and how they continue to learn. It's one thing when we talk to Jordan Hendry here in a few minutes. Is uh, there's a lot of young guys, but there's a lot of learning going on and. They're continuing to get better. I thought Cameron Moger had a really good game this weekend. Um, showed a lot of good offensive, uh, you know, uh, I guess, ability as he created a couple good chances uh, in rushing the puck up the ice. Cody Siobhan again, of course, as, as you talked about last uh, last few episodes, is, you know, putting in the minutes and is putting in, uh, you know, great effort. You know, it was the first star from Saturday night, um, you know. Willoughby's continuing to learn the game. Uh, Hendry had a really good game, I thought. Uh, you know, it's uh you know had a really good, had a pretty solid game with uh, playing with Cody Siobhan there on the weekend too. So we'll start with the defense.
1: Yeah, and it's a great place to start because just like everyone else, they're evolving and and trying new you know combinations and guys trying to make this roster. And I think a few things stood out for me uh, in the last game. Uh, you mentioned Cam uh, Cam Moger. Um, A guy who had a lot of success, league um, still trying to find his game here I think in in the BCHL and I think the last game was it was a good step in the right direction in regards to um, he was activated he was he, he was all over the ice he was up into the play um, and he was and he was good in his own end so um, you know I think he might have just kind of got back to what was working best for him last year and just tried to transition that to this game and there's a few times he was out of out of position and 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 you know what he could with, with no crowd in there, you can hear the guys talking to each other out on the ice. And, you know, there was a few times that I remember hearing, uh, you know, Siobhan yelling at him to, you know, make sure he's back in position after making one of those plays and stuff. So um, I think it's good though, it, you know, activating off the defense is something we've both talked about wanting to see maybe some more of, and he was doing it and he had a good game. Um, Jordan Henry, who we'll talk to um, today, he, you know, another strong game from him. He'll talk about you know making smarter decisions and moving the puck better, and um, I think we did see him do that. Uh, they continue to get a little better at that, with especially with this aggressive forecheck that the Bucks have coming at them on a game-in and game-out basis. That. Um, maybe that would that's a quick adjustment that they need to make and they're starting to do that because they definitely seem to move the puck a little better in this last game and um, you know Siobhan this time out with uh, with Hemingway you mentioned Hemingway having a better game and you know just with getting that opportunity to play with someone like Cody Siobhan with the experience he has allows them to settle in probably a little bit and play a little little more confident in their game and and you know, it comes to, comes to show in, in, in the game as, as Hemingway who spent a lot of that time with Siobhan uh, definitely was a little better in that game than he might've been in the, in the previous one. So I think all around the defense took a step in the right direction.
0: I, we've talked goaltenders a lot. Um, I think the small heaters are are really well set up right now. Um, You've got Logan Ternes who, you know, obviously as we've, you know, everyone knows rookie of the year last year um, has been, you know, just not missed a beat at all coming in this year. Um, has played played a really good game, I thought on on Saturday, making a lot of saves. Uh, you know, we talked about the one that he might want back, um, which was the, the the one goal, the three one goal, or the two one goal. Pardon me. No, wait, wait sorry, let's try it again. It was the one one goal, the game that tied it up uh, for for the Bucks there. Um, from Dane Dowick, one that you know, Logan might want back, and we talked about on the broadcast, was just how competitive he is, knowing that he probably could have got that one. But, you know, he still allowed two goals on you know, 30 shots. He's um, proved that he, he, he hasn't, hasn't dropped a step at all. And then you've got another 17-year-old, Caden Hamming, pushing right, nipping right at his heels for uh, significant game time this year, because Caden Hamming has come in and has been phenomenal through... You know, a game game in two periods, given uh, that he played the the one game that had to be postponed. So, goaltending, I think, you know, is is uh, and we talked to Tim Fraggle on the weekend is is uh, is set, and it's it's a nice nice thing to have uh, having two goalies that you've got lots of confidence in.
1: Yeah, and obviously Turness coming off a you know a rookie of the year season, something that uh, that hasn't been done in. Oh, I. I I think it was 16 or 20 years? I think I think it was 20 years since the last goaltender won Rookie of the Year uh, in the BCHL, which is pretty phenomenal um, for Teness to come in and do that. And you know, a lot of pressure on him, and a lot of pressure he puts on himself coming into the season to to be that guy now. And and you know, he knows this is his his crease to, to run with. Um, but he does have something that's right behind him that's going to be battling him to to get some playing time. And we saw that with with Hamming a few few games ago, and had a, had a fantastic game um Turness had a solid game he, he, we've come to unfortunately expect it at this point that he's just going to be you know the guy that's going to make pretty much all the saves that he's supposed to make and that one goal that you mentioned from dane dowick from the high slot he was in position for that one and you know what we'll scratch that one up to new gear maybe i don't know It 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 was one that just seemed to beat him through the five hole which You know, we don't usually see him get beat very often on a on a one-on-one situation where he's able to come out like that. Uh, But that one beats him. Uh, The second goal, the 2-1 goal for Cranbrook, if I remember correctly, came off the side of the side of the net and a rebound that they weren't able to cover. And you know, I'm sure you know maybe there's something he could have done there, but. You know, he are not going to fault him for that one. So another really strong game for him, and uh, you know, I'm not sure what the expectations are in the next game. Whether Hamming will play that one, or we haven't seen Evan Pasco get any time in, in the net either. So um, we'll see what happens uh, down the road. And yeah, I, th- I think it'll be interesting to see the you know with Turness and and Hamming if that's the duo that uh, that moves forward. Um, how much Hamming's able to push him.
0: I'll go ahead. Uh, let's go to kind of the four group that again, you know, the, the lines continue to be juggled as guys get in and out of the lineup. You know, we th- saw Trail native Jacob Smith get a get a goal here on on the weekend and get the scoring going off, and one that obviously meant a lot to him, uh, being you know one of the one of the young guys here that are part of this extended training camp. And then the rest of the four group just continues to to merge and continues to grow, and guys continue to you know learn the pace of this league and and what they need to do, you know, working with their other, um, their other line mates. Um, it's, you know, if you look at the five games, and you know, I know this is only preseason, but if you look at the five games this year compared to, say, let's go the five games last year, um, where the Smokin' were were 0 5 at that time, um, so, you know, <laughs> I know we talked about it, nothing, nothing to worry about, but it, it's, it's nice to see uh, this group with so many changes that they have had um, coming together, you know, being able to put the puck in on the power play. Like, that was a big one, getting two power play goals in the final two minutes out of the second period. Um, that was a big, uh, big confidence boost, I think, for the power play and for this forward group
1: yeah you mentioned a few few things there of course so, you know obviously first off jacob smith uh, you know congrats to him getting his first goal here uh, in the exhibition season a 16 you know, year old able to get one um at home with with his hometown team and that's you could see the excitement in that replay of of him scoring that how how big a goal that was for him um but you know the guys on the rest of that line disher uh quinn disher had a good game brady hunter had a good game um and again it was that those young guys on you know we've loosely call it a fourth line but obviously you got to identify it somehow that that line no matter what the makeup has been has, has put in a good effort on a on a game in a game out basis so um again kudos to those guys coming in and making things happen you know we saw the the first game of justin ross come in, come in and play the newly acquired uh, forward for the smoke eaters um we saw him uh, you know playing a line with senko and defoe and then uh, getting some some power play time as well playing uh I think he was playing the point on the power play most of the time, um, which was a different look. And you know what? That one, that one worked. They got a the couple on the power play in that game. So um, again, they continue to tweak and tool and play around with that forward group and see what uh, what the most effective and efficient groups groupings are going to be. And we'll continue to see that as they move uh, now to Cranbrook. And you mentioned it earlier about it being a different different game. You know. I, I can't stress how big the, the effort is from the Bucks having to make that trip for all the games so far coming here, putting in the type of effort that they did. Uh, you know, I don't think you could fault them for anything, any type of negative play on the, if, as far as a road team. And now the smoke eaters are going to have to go match that intensity when they head back there. So that'll be another dynamic that the, the smoke eaters will have to bring to that game is, you know, how well of a road, what type of road effort are they going to bring? And what does the group look like that hits the ice? That's going to bring that. So, um, Again, that's the exciting part of, you know, even of the exhibition season now, of looking forward to, to seeing this continual progression uh, as we move forward in the games and get closer and closer to the regular season.
0: Well, and we should mention that the game this Saturday, or pardon me, this Friday, October 30th, uh, in Cranbrook has been rescheduled as uh, the, the ongoing renovations um, have kind of delayed things there at Western Financial Place in Cranbrook. So the game's been pushed back. Uh, It has been scheduled now for November 6th. Uh, So the Smokiners will have a double header in Cranbrook November 6th and 7th. Both those games will be going at 6 p.m. local time. It will be 7 p.m. out in Cranbrook. So uh, tune in on Hockey TV and Mixer for that. There might be Shaw for that game as well. Uh, we'll keep you updated. Stay tuned to the Smokey Facebook page, um, Twitter, Instagram, as well as their website, uh, for all that information as to uh, whether where you can catch those games. But will be, those will be the next games for the Trail Smokey We'll take a break here and we will talk to Jordan Hendry, number six, uh, returning defenseman, I guess you can say, after uh, and ends up making a, a round trip, uh, after being. Um, traded out last year um, just due to the situation that, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it after, uh, but it gets traded back into the Smoke Eaters and he couldn't be more excited to be here. We'll talk to Jordan Hendry. All right, now we're joined here with Smoke Eaters defenseman. Uh, he's wearing his number six that he was wearing wearing last year. Jordan Hendry joins us here on the Smoke Show podcast. Jordan, how's it going? How's it going, Ben? Thanks for having me, Rob. It's good to have good to have the players on. You know, it's uh, you know people like to hear us talk sometimes, but it, it's it's all about you guys. So uh, I know you just finished finished a scrimmage out there. Tough game, tough four uh, two loss. Yeah, yeah. It's tough. But it's good to have these scrimmages in the middle of the week
2: because we get to be competitive against each other, and it kind of brings the
0: game aspect in a off week when we don't have a game on the weekend. And like you know, I know it's it's been like a month and a and a half now of just straight practice. You know, you've had the games obviously as well, but it's been a lot of practice. I think more than, than your normal year, I, I guess you would say. Is how how is that adapting, and, and is it you know, is it tough to to practice, be practicing that much? I mean, you're still getting the games, but is it is it a lot? Um, it's definitely an adjustment from last year, but I think
2: it's good honestly because. Uh... Everyone gets a chance to to touch the puck a lot and we get to build up chemistry with the team and it's not too much on our schedule. We have a lot of downtime too to to regroup and relax, but it's definitely good to have a lot of ice time because we need it for the game and it definitely gets us ready for the season with the extended preseason schedule. So
1: yeah, Jordan, you know you've talked about the extended preseason schedule here and obviously lots and lots of games against the Bucks right now. Um how are you finding that uh you know, having that same competition night in and night out here against the Bucs and not not seeing variety of teams and, 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 you know, jumping right into basically a best of seven series here to start off the season?
2: Well, it definitely builds up a little rivalry in the Kootenays, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh they're really competitive games, I think, for preseason games from what I've seen and from last year playing preseason, these are definitely higher pace, I think. They're they're very competitive games and They've been pretty close games, but we've been able to to have the best of them right now, and we'll hopefully we can continue that in the rest of the series here in the Cougar Cup.
0: Did Did Cranbrook surprise you guys at all? Maybe with just maybe that's their compete level right off the bat, and just how hard they work as a team, considering that they're an entirely new group.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, I've heard that they got they got some guys from other leagues too that have also had some experience and. We uh, we work well as a team, I think, in the games we've played that um, we just got to keep working harder than them. And that's what we've been doing in those games where we've had success. And some games we've had success on the on special teams. And that's helped us to win as well.
1: And Jordan, so, you know, you're in your your second season now in the uh, in the BCHL. What did, what could you look, tell us that you maybe learned in your first season coming at a major midget into the BCHL that you've now made adjustments to coming into your second season?
2: Well, Rob, I think uh, confidence is the biggest thing. Being able to control the puck, have some confidence with it, hold on to it a little more, maybe weigh my options instead of uh, quickly making a quick play just to get it off my stick. Mm-hmm. But I think that's with most uh, rookies in the league. They'll kind of it'll take some time to get used to having the puck on your stick and being comfortable on the ice. And I think that's one thing that this year is definitely a big step for me and a lot of other guys as
0: well, just being more confident with the puck. And, it, you know, is that something you tell, like, you know, working with guys like Cam Moger and, and Ethan Willoughby, I guess who you would have played against at, at one point uh, in, through your major midget years. Um, some of those guys who are a couple of years younger than you just telling them, you know, this is one of those things that I learned is you got to be It'll be so much quicker in your decision making, and and uh, and there's things that you can get away with in major midget that you can't get away with at this level. Oh, for sure, yeah. I'll I'll give pointers of what I think it would help them, but
2: also it's a learning experience for everyone just to try things out. You know, everyone's going through the the journey at the at their different pace, right? But yeah, I definitely would give pointers to all the all the younger guys and guys who it's their first year. It's it's helpful, especially now in the preseason when we, we can. Use that uh, use the games to maybe make a few mistakes
0: and learn from them before the real season starts. How hard was that uh, that first game after that seven month break? Oh, well, it was tough. Yeah, it was definitely tough
2: because I mean, with COVID and everything where I'm from, there's limited ice, so practices at most, and especially with the limited amount of people out on the ice, didn't get into much gameplay until I got until uh, I got to trail, and we had some exhibition games and. It's definitely tough, but it just gets your brain back in the, the game mode. You're kind of in practice mode for a bit there, and uh, it's, it's a lot different. Decision-making is the biggest thing, weighing your options.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, for, obviously, without any fans in the building and everyone's watching at home, for those people that are tuning in and they're seeing, seeing you on the ice, what type of players should they expect to see out there on a night-in and night-out basis? Like, what, uh, what do you want to be known when you're on the ice?
2: Well, I think uh, just working hard and getting to pucks first. I think uh, using uh, my speed to get to the puck, move it quickly, um, maybe skate it a bit, have a little bit of offense in my game with a solid defensive
0: structure as well. I think a player that like you know, you remind me of uh, that played at this level is is a guy like Troy Stetcher who was a little bit smaller, but still was able to you you know they weren't outworked weren't out muscled on the puck you know then you know we're able like you said use your speed and and use your uh you know the, the abilities that you have you know passing and 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 shooting and things like that is uh you know and especially one thing going from from year year one to year two that I've noticed too is you're a lot stronger on the puck and that's something that you know as as the season goes on and, and more and more guys get comfortable it's you know, being responsible in your own zone is, is, is probably a huge thing. It's probably a thing that you, you as a defenseman, you constantly work on and, and working with the rest of the D corps and, of course, Dustin Corlack.
2: Yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, in the offseason, everyone's been in the gym a lot and definitely gets stronger, that's for sure. And it's easier to have the puck, right, and defend it. And we've we've worked on it in practice. we worked on a lot of defensive stuff with Dustin, of course. He's been running the D, and we've been doing a lot of escape stuff and just being comfortable taking a little contact and reading pressure on four checks, just so we're ready for the game.
1: With the, uh, with the defense this year, obviously there's a a lot of new guys into the lineup um, on the defense side of the puck. What, um, what is one of the biggest challenges here with a lot of these, not just new guys, but young guys coming in um, for a defensive crew in this BCHL that's so fast and there's so much skill here. What is like one of the, you know, the toughest parts of kind of getting gelled together here early on in the season?
2: Uh, I think just communicating because some guys we're unfamiliar with playing with, but I don't think there's necessarily a problem because we just all have to learn and learn, learn to play with each other, and it's all right that it's new and some guys haven't played at this level, and we got to teach the guys that haven't and give them some pointers and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, it's tough to, to play with each other, I would say, because you're thinking something and your partner might not be, but we just got to keep talking on the ice, and that's the biggest that's the quickest resolution to that problem.
1: Is it where we are on
0: these? Or just go ahead there, Rob.
1: I was just going to follow up. Like, how big of a part does uh, someone like Logan Turness now in his second year play into the, you know, communicating and helping the defense core back there, especially uh, with as many young guys coming into the lineup?
2: Oh, turney has been great back there. It definitely helps that we got a great A goalie in net because if we do make a mistake, we, I'm, I'm sure everyone else is the same. We all got the confidence
0: in Tourney to stop the puck, and that's what he's been doing. Um, for, for, uh, before I ask my other question is um, I know you've had pretty good luck and I'm uh, trying to beat him most practices we have had pretty good luck at Tupac this year Oh yeah. Uh, have, you, have you got Logie figured out? <laughs> well Logie knows my my
2: moves pretty well but I'll sneak the odd one past him in the shot there but he's definitely tough to to score on that's for sure
0: Rob Rob, and I have, uh, have been deemed that at one point one, either one of us has to get out there and try our luck. Oh, for sure. I don't. I don't know if I could score. <laughs> yeah, try it out. Yeah. I think. I think I could sneak. Sneak one past him. I don't think you would be expecting the shot. I think I could beat him. But after that, <laughs> on any type of breakaway. No. Yeah, you don't know until you try. Yeah. Exactly. So, <laughs> one of these. One of these days. One of these days. Um, but so, back to there. There being no fans and communicating with the with the defense is it weird? You know. Just being how much you're able to hear, just like the other team calling and, and you know, the hollers and, and just stuff with it being an empty building. It's definitely odd uh, just because of the transition from last year, but it does
2: bring you back to midget and yeah. minor hockey, that's for sure, because there wasn't too many fans back then, mostly just parents and family. But yeah, it's, it's odd, but I think it's just an odd time for everyone. Like everyone's experiencing the same thing, so I don't think there's really a disadvantage
0: to having no fans. Does it get to a point in the game where you're just you're in game mode and you don't even re- realize it anymore?
2: Yeah, for, yeah, for sure. But it's great to have because Trail's got the best fans in the BCHL. It's great to have them. But we miss them for sure. But uh, we all got to adapt to it until, until we hear otherwise, if we're allowed fans or not.
0: Now, I know you're excited to, to be back in Trail. Um, you know, a bit of a, a round trip kind of thing for you. But um, just... For you, how excited were you when when you know the trade started to happen and, and it and you realized you're coming back to Trail and, and, I, and like I said, I know you you've said you've wanted to be here. Yeah, I was
2: ecstatic when uh, I got the call. I was super excited. I, I couldn't have been happier to come back to Trail, a place I wanted to play most. It's great to be back. It's a great town, great organization, great A organization. I was just really happy to be back.
1: You know, we've we've had people ask and stuff, uh, you know, via social media asking us, um, what is it that the, the Smoke Eaters bring to the league that makes them a destination team? And when you when you get that phone call and, you, you know, you hear you coming back to trail with or without fans in the building and, and making Kaminko as loud as we know it can be, what is it about this, this team and, and this organization that, you know, has players wanting to come and play in trail?
2: I think it's just the, the staff and the facility here. Uh, it's all grade A. We... We take pride in, in our room and our gym and everything. It's, everything is well-kept, and it's it's a professional organization, that's for sure. And, of course, the fans, when they're here, that's another big bonus to playing in trail, but it's unfortunate that they're not around right now.
0: Well, Rob, I know you've asked the question a few times. I'll ask it this time. Uh, so the rumor is that Jaden Senko is not allowed to touch the, uh, the, the music before the pregame. People aren't too thrilled <laughs> with his music choices. Cody Siobhan says he's another one that he, people don't mind if he chooses, but he also knows personally that he doesn't yeah. have great music choices. Who, who for you, uh, doesn't have the best taste in music?
2: Uh, well, I've been uh, given Ethan Will- Willoughby rides to the <laughs> rink, and I'll let him plug in music and... He likes the British rap. I don't know about that. <laughs> really? It's an odd music choice, that's for sure. Not really? bad. Everyone, everyone's entitled to their own music. For sure. That's yeah, definitely I just, an, I just didn't, didn't
0: peg him as, as, you know, having British rap. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. It might not be his
2: favorite, but he likes it. Huh. it's kind of a new thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure that's going to start some conversations. Oh, for sure. When he hears this, you all <laughs> be asking me. Um, I don't know. Rob, do you have, do you have any, any other fun ones you kind of want to ask?
1: I don't know. I'm kind of thrown off with that answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to go search some of that up. <laughs> I'm thinking no. we we
0: had, we had some fun on the bus last year. There was some good... Some good moments last year. Oh, yeah. Um, we, <laughs> yeah, we, we had some good, fun moments there at the front of the bus trying to deal with some of the other people around us, didn't we? Yeah, that's for sure. I was up there with some of the other rookies. Yeah. It's definitely <laughs> a different atmosphere up front.
1: So then I do have <laughs> one fun one. If you have spent time at the front of the bus here with Ben,
2: does he,
1: really, is he, does he really snore as loud as he, loud as he says he does?
2: Uh, to be honest, I haven't noticed it, but <laughs> I've, seen him, I've seen him snooze a few times on the bus. I don't know about the snoring part, but he has a neck pillow out and he, he likes to sleep.
0: That's for sure. See, the only reason he doesn't tell people that I'm snoring, because he, because he's sitting right here. I have my music in too. That's Hopefully right. it's not louder than my music. I don't know. You know what? Honestly, Mikey Colella was the one who had the loudest music last year. He would walk up and down the aisle with his, with his headphones on, his beats on. on. Yep. His beats on and you could just, he could hear what he was, he was listening to. No problem.
2: Yeah. He likes to listen to it loud. Yeah.
0: Well, I think that does it, uh, Jordan. I want to thank you for uh, for coming up and and being part of the Smoke Show podcast and no answering problem. our uh, our questions. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me, guys. And a big thanks to Henry Jordan Henry for joining us here on the Smoke Show podcast. Um, and as you can say, there he's uh you know excited to be back here in Trail. He's he knows that the fans want to be here, and it's. He says it's weird, but, you know, as ever, as everyone's talked about it, it's just a situation everyone's dealing with right now. But um, great interview there from, from Jordan Henry, some insight into what it's like being a young defenseman here in the BCHL. Yeah,
1: it was good to get, a, again, another defenseman on, as we had Siobhan on already. And, you know, this time Henry coming in with a... Um, you know, a, a different perspective, having, like you say, being del- dealt away uh, last year and then b- being reacquired this year and coming back in with a fresh look and a fresh group. And his excitement is, is good to good to see and good to hear. Um, and it's also, uh, you know, this is a development league. It's good to hear him talking about, you know, what he needed to do last year in his first year and coming into this year and adjustments that he continues to make. And even as a, as a young guy himself, uh, you know, Looking to to guys that are just coming into the lineup in their first year, what he can do to help them and how he can help bring them along. So um, refreshing to see that the, the uh, you know not only with Cody chavon with with leadership on the back end, but Jordan Henry able to uh, looks like uh, come in and help out in that role too, and support Siobhan as this defensive group uh, tries to come together and and figure out who's going to be uh, playing with who and what the what the starting lineup's going to look like um come close to the uh, to the regular season.
0: And you know it's it's interesting. You know, um, you talk. We're talking about you know the fact that he was traded out last year, um, and the way I always saw the trade, and you know this is this is again completely my opinion, and this is nothing. I you know had no idea that the trade was ha- coming or was not part of those trade talks at all. But the way I always saw it uh, was it was just a an unfortunate necessity, I guess is the way to say it. I don't know if that's grammatically correct. Necessity? Necessity. There you go. Um, Whereas, you look at the situation the Smokey Dears were in. They needed a goaltender. You know, Busky had had gotten the... gone back to the WHL. um, You know, and and it was... right. they were riding Logan Trines, but, you know, you can't ride him for forever. They needed a backup goaltender and, you know, the Obviously, Mateo Palearo Chow is a 20-year-old. Uh, for you know, whether that was the guy that the, the Smoke Eaters' coaching staff had identified, or whether that was a guy that had become available, or whatever the the reason was, that was the goaltender that the Smoke Eaters had, you know, chose to bring in. But obviously, to to get something, you have to give something up, and uh, you know, it was unfortunate, that, you know, that Jordan Henry had to be that guy. I thought he was at the time. I you know, re- thinking back, he was playing well for the Smoke Eaters um part of that defensive core. There was a you know, there's a big core to be be a part of, you think of the, the names that they had, you know, DeMiro, Pal Connor, um, you know, Cody Chavon, um you know, those kind of things where um it, it just just seemed unfortunate that you know he was had to that he ended up being the guy. But um obviously, you know, you talk you know, full round trip, you know, went to Powell River, um, then you know, Surrey, and then you know, able to come back to Trail, and he, like he said, he's uh, ecstatic to be here.
1: Yeah, and it you know, it it happens sometimes. You know, you don't want to forget the fact that you know these these are young men that you're affecting their futures whenever the you know you're making those hard decisions but they do have to be made and unfortunately the smoke eaters were in a situation even dressing seven defensemen on a regular basis last season they had too many bodies um and they they needed to they needed to sort that out and they needed a goaltender so that kind of lended itself to to sort itself out there and you know what he went on he had a good good rookie season with with the with the other two teams that he ended up playing with last year and um you know he said he's he's back and and has recognized what he needs to do better in into his game this year to be even better than he was when he left so um you know tough to be moved especially i think he would have been what 16 at that point or just 17 at that point so um you know that's 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 gotta be tough I, I I have never experienced it, so I can't speak to it, but it's got to be tough whenever that happens but uh you know obviously his maturity it shows when he when he shows the amount of excitement and and um you know effort that he's putting into uh you know now that he's back as a smoke eater and how how excited and happy he is to be back so um it's good to see that uh, that that didn't uh you know didn't affect him in a negative way in in, in that in any respect it seems and that he's uh, here to be a big part of this team moving forward.
0: And one of the the interesting things there he says, is, you know, talking about some of the other guys that he gets to play on the defense there, you know, Ethan Willoughby, uh like like I said, did, didn't did you know, didn't see the British rap as as one of his music <laughs> choices, but you know what, it's uh like like Jordan said, everyone's entitled to their own music. It's just uh, you know, still still getting to know Ethan. Um I you know, had a, spent a little bit of time with him last year uh when he was up here on on one of his, you know, um tryouts or um viewings i guess you you call them um is uh i just you just didn't 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 see that one you know but uh <laughs> it, it's kind of funny kind of cool um <laughs> definitely sure... might
1: move might move them up the the listing here of uh when what, people we need to talk to because we got we might need to find out more about this
0: yes yes well, <laughs> like jordan said he had to kind of had to name drop him there with that one so uh <laughs> Ethan, Ethan might be coming up now because he might need a chance to answer that one. So it's kind of funny.
1: That could be um, where the guest list comes from. You, you yeah, just have go. them call yeah. out each other, and that's who we'll have on next.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that could get fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, again, I want to thank Jordan Henry for uh, for that interview. Um, you know, and and you know, continuing, you look at the at the through five games here for the Smoke Eaters, uh, it's been good. It's you know what the one thing you you would have asked for. Um, in this preseason schedule is seeing the the team continually get better each game. And I think we've seen that.
1: And that's, that's what you're, that's what training camps and exhibition seasons are for. And, and you know, it's retooling, retooling, seeing what, who plays well with who and, and building towards that opening night. The expectation from my point of view is that, you know what, the whole preseason, as much as you want it to be as competitive as possible, it's all about developing and seeing what you have, seeing what's what's going to work, what you have moving forward with the roster of guys that you have, and be ready to be able to play at your best come opening night of the regular season. Um, so, and we continue to see that. We see, you know, the guys moving the puck better. We're seeing a little bit more of a, a physical game at, at times. Uh, the power plays looking much better. Um, you know, and, and just the awareness on the ice, I, I don't think... It's it's great that the the Bucks are playing the type of game that they are and f- making the smoke eaters make smart plays every time. They're not able to take any shifts off, and that's going to be great as they continue to move forward. and And you know they're going to face teams that are not going to be as aggressive or or you know on top of them come the forecheck and they'll have more room. and That'll you know this will just lend them to be even more prepared for that opportunity. So. I think all the way around, I, I'm excited with where they're at. I think they continue to, to progress. I think there's guys that I still would like to see a little more for, from, and there's guys that we've seen more than maybe we expected. So um, it's fun, and I look forward to the games in a couple of weeks that uh, can tune in and, and see what uh, what that next level of progression for all of these guys are and what that looks like. So um, I think Smoke Eaters fans should be excited, and um, I know I am, even though I don't get to travel to Cranbrook to see the games. Darn it. <laughs>
0: Hey, I don't know if I'm going yet either. So we'll, uh, we're both in the same boat right now, Rob. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, you, you you say it there. It's, it's, it's all about getting ready for that December 1st start date. And we've got one more month of preseason, the Kootenai Cup's going to continue to, to ramp up in intensity. You know, it's a, it's a two, one series lead. It's, it's, this is a tight series so far, I think. Uh, you know, we both had our predictions that we thought it was going to go about six games. We figured that it was going to go back and forth, um, and we're getting that right now. So uh, the smokers' winning the last two, the Cranbrook obviously winning the first one, and now like like we've talked about, it goes to Cranbrook for the uh, the final four. So it'll and be interesting. A,
1: sorry, and from a series standpoint, this is gonna this is a huge game. Not only is it you know a potential three yeah. one lead, but you know you come into into cranbrook this fans are not they this cranbrook team we've seen how you know how much energy they've brought to these road games you know i expect an extremely amped up team to hit the ice um for that first first home game on their home ice um looking to even up this series and then a chance to to win it at home with the remaining three games uh there like this is a huge huge game and uh, you know the smoke eaters this will this will this will show us something early on in the season here of what uh, what type of effort and what type of um, you know road team and and you know you, this shouldn't be hard to get up for this is this has been building now over a few games that there there seems to be that rivalry expectation between the players and when they hit the ice uh, for this game I th- it should be probably what we should. We- I would expect maybe to be the best game of the series so far because both these teams should be raring to hit the ice for different reasons. But uh, I think it's going to be a really, really good game uh, for game four.
0: Well, I mean, we, we've talked about how this smoke eater team is not last year's smoke eaters team. That's a, that's apparent, it, but You know, I will throw back to, and it comes that, and this still comes from some of the players that are from last year's team on this year's team. That the Smokies were one of the best road teams last year, as well as being one of the best home home ice teams. They were one of the best road teams last year, and so that mentality comes from having, you know. Guys like Chase Defoe, Jaden Senko, Captain you know, Siobhan, Logan Trans, guys that know how to go into those buildings and, and win on the road. And that's what it's going to be because Cranbrook's going to be excited to hit the ice, like you said, for the first time in their own building. And um, it's going to be a big game on November 6th.
1: Yeah, and I, I don't know what else I can say about it on on that idea of how big of a game it is. And, you know, you look at some of the, the big games at the uh, the Smoke Eaters last year, and you mentioned those guys. For me, this would be equal to, you know, the, the game three um, of the Prince George series. You know, two tight, yeah. tight games here um, at Trail for game one and two. You hit the road for what was going to be potentially three games in a row up there against a team that's shown that. They were they were ready to play and putting up quite a fight against the Smoke Eaters team, which on paper looked like they, they you know it, it shouldn't have been as difficult as those first two games were, um, but you know you had a lot of pride in that dressing room, same as we expect to see when they hit the ice against the Bucks. That you know what this is our building and we're ready to play, and that the they're going to need to bring that type of intensity I think for this game four as they did for that game three um, in that series because it's if not a you know the Bucks they're going to steamroll in that first, first 20 minutes is going to be huge in that game. If you know, we've seen at times where the bucks have run up uh, shot totals and stuff and they, and the smoke eaters have had a uh, difficulty getting shots on. So, you know what, if they come out with that kind of effort in in the, in the, in the first 20 minutes, uh, the smoke eaters could be behind it early. So, um, that effort, uh, in that first 20 off the bus, hitting the ice is going to be huge.
0: Well, Rob, I think we will wrap it up right there as, uh, We've looked ahead at uh, kind of two weeks in, in advance, given uh, that there's no, no hockey this weekend. Uh, I want to thank you again for, for joining me here on the podcast. Thank you again, Jordan Hendry. And thank you, the listener, for listening here. Uh, make sure that uh, you tune in on Hockey TV and Mixler for the games there on, uh, on November 6th. So hockey TV for sure. Uh, Mixler is up in the air. Uh, we'll, again, we'll keep you posted about that. Again, if you want to get all any new smoke eater swag, if you still haven't got your mask, uh, if you still want to get your face up on the glass, shop.trailsmokeeaters.com. Uh, they've got some really nice, uh, you know, golf T-shirts in there right now. Um, some new hats, tons of new 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 gear in the smoke eater store. So they're open eight to four, Monday through Friday. You can come in and uh, get yourself all decked out uh, in smoke eaters gear if you aren't already, which I, I like I said, moving here from from, uh, you know, the Okanagan and then, you know, from Vancouver, uh, seeing all the Smoke Eaters gear around town, uh, you quickly, quickly realize that this is a this is a hockey town, and a lot of players uh, play- players say that. So, um, again, get your Smoke Eaters gear. Uh, you can shop online at shop.trailsmokeeaters.com or, again, uh, the office is open 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Monday to Friday. Thanks for joining us here on the Smoke Show podcast. We will talk again in another week with a little bit of a different style episode since we don't have games uh, this weekend we'll have some longer form interviews stay tuned for episode 10 but for episode 9 this is a wrap thanks to Rob for joining me and we'll talk again in a week The Smoke Show was produced at Trail Smoke Eaters Hockey hosting and research Ben Phillips co-host Rob Squires produced by Jeff Fontes. Theme music by Jason Shaw, Audionautics. Executive producers, Rich and Annie Murphy. Director of Hockey and Business Operations, Craig Clare. Sales and Marketing, Allison McCarthy and Rachel Swanson. Check out Trail Smoke Eaters on social media at BCHL Smoke Eaters. For everything Trail Smoke Eaters, head to trailsmokeeaters.com.